0: Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. And today I have on the show one of my all-time favorite real estate agents, Amy Zukowski of the Amy Z team at Home Smart Realty. Amy is an absolute superstar in the business. That's why I wanted to have her on. I've known her for a long time and an awesome person, also. So I'm just really happy to have her on the show. And uh, thank you for joining us, Amy.
1: Thanks, RJ. I'm really excited to do my very first podcast and to be able to do it with you. So cool! what a great day.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, you know, part of why I wanted to have you on is some of the things you're doing in the business. It's really unique and it's very... Um, very heartfelt the way you approach the business. And I think it's just a really great thing for other agents to learn from and to listen to your story. So I'm just curious, you know, going way back uh, from before, I mean, you told me that you never really wanted to be a salesperson and you you're like an accidental salesperson. What led you to become a real estate agent? How did that happen originally?
1: Okay. So I was an air force spouse, right? I was also a financial counselor and educator for both the Air Force and the Army. And when I was working for the Army at Fort Meade, Maryland, I had the opportunity to become an accredited housing counselor. So as part of my financial education that I provided to the service personnel at Fort Meade and their families, I taught home buying classes. And in the process of teaching those classes i heard some you know my buddy wound up buying or well i had a realtor and you know almost i'm going to call them uh, consumer protection horror stories (laughs) (laughs) Um, so fast forward my husband and I PCS'd, so we moved from Maryland to Washington State, and we had purchased our first home in Maryland. Real estate agent was a lovely gal. She was former military, right? Mm-hmm. Gave us a home warranty. Best gift she could have given us, right? Um. Moved to Washington State, purchased another home, and then... Our subsequent move to Colorado, I realized that my attention to detail and my analytical skills meant that I was more of an advocate for myself than my agent. So I just said to Drew, my husband, okay I think I want to do this. I think I want to serve again in real estate. And can I just, you know, from selling our house, can I take 10K? Can I go to real estate school? Can I give this a shot and see if I can do it well? Because I think I would take better care of people than has been taken of us. And the rest Mm. is history. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. So how long ago was that? How long have you been in the business? Uh, that was
1: a decade. I'm coming up on a decade in the industry now.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Well, tell me about your first sale. What was the first one like?
1: Um, so my very first sale. So let's start with the fact that I've always wanted to help people get the information they need. So the mm-hmm. the whole accidental salesperson is real. Like I tell people, sometimes I'm the least salesy salesperson you'll ever meet. I drive a consumer reports best buy vehicle. I'm not flashy. What I am is dedicated to having the best knowledge, skills, and ability to serve the people I'm serving. So often what that means is, you know, taking as many classes as possible, staying on top of what's happening in the market, um, learning the area. So, when I first moved here, I literally studied area code maps and I studied school ratings and parent reviews and learned where parks were, where amenities were, what the commute looked like to Buckley Space Force Base, what the commute looked like to downtown Denver for date night. You know, all of these things that a community like mine coming in from out of state. Might not know and might need me to be boots on the ground helping them learn and yeah. making sure. So if you look on a map and just look on a map, it looks like maybe you could commute from Boulder to Buckley on a daily basis. And <laughs> right. you and I both know the reality is a very different yeah.
0: thing. Well, you could do it, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and of... if
1: you had a family, you would never see them. Right. But so it, so basically, I started just assisting being who I am, my overly helpful self, and assisting with everybody's questions about the area, you know, sharing everything I was learning about the area. And actually, when we moved here, it was the third time we had a potential to move here. So I had actually done research on the Denver metro area and the Denver housing market two different times previously, three years apart, before we ever wound up getting orders to serve here in Denver.
0: (laughs) I'm kind of... (laughs) Wow, okay. So then why why did you decide to come here when that third opportunity happened? Uh, Well, the first
1: opportunity happened when my kids were in a fantastic school. I was in, um, I was actually a National Institutes of Health Management intern. That's a story for another day. So I was in a fantastic program with the federal government out of Bethesda, Maryland. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was not the right time. To disrupt our family i really wanted to complete that skills and training because one mm-hmm. of my frustrations is always people will get put in leadership positions with no knowledge and skills so i wanted the knowledge and skills first um yeah. and then the second time my son was very close to finishing high school and it had always been a goal of ours that our kids would be able to start and finish high school in the exact same school. And any military family knows what a gift that is if you can pull that off. So Mm -hmm. because my husband was at that time a Department of Defense civilian, he was able to say, no, thank you. I'd rather change jobs and stay here. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then the third time, well, they actually closed the military installation he worked at as part of BRAC closures and it was augusta georgia back to maryland or hey let's try colorado (laughs) here we are
0: well we're glad you're here thank
1: you i am too
0: yeah i mean you've been such an asset to the real estate industry and i think that you know just working with you through the years i think you know the word i have for it is you're genuine you are who you are you there's no facade, or like you said, you're not flashy. You just know your stuff and you take care of people. I mean, you, are, you have that servant attitude. So I think that's wonderful.
1: So it may sound a little weird, but I do believe in the concept of a calling, right? A way that we're called to use our gifts and our skills and talents to serve. And I truly do believe That real estate and relo info and housing solutions is mine, and all the roads I walked before this brought me here in the position I'm in. And Mm -hmm. for me, you know, I was never one of those people who wanted stuff or money or status or any of that. I wanted to be useful. I wanted to make a difference in other people's lives. And it's kind of funny because I've been going through old files in my office that are 10 years old, 9 years old, and Mm -hmm. shredding old files. And every file has a story, RJ. Every file is a family. It is a family that most of them... I'm still friends with them on social media. I've watched their children grow up. I know when they've lost pets. I've seen them transition through multiple other moves. And honestly, because of who I am, many of them reach out to me, even now, two duty stations after I was their realtor, to say, I have a situation. I have a question. Are you okay to answer? Of course I am. If it's not state-specific, I will cheerfully answer for you.
0: Right, right. Do, do you do anything uh, proactively to stay in touch with your past clients, or is it more just that they reach out to you naturally?
1: So a lot of the clients who have moved out of state, I am friends with on Facebook and social media, right? Um, for everyone in town, i'm a very high touch person so our team is very high touch we're very um let me back up i had the good fortune to see brian buffini speak very early on in my real estate career Mm -hmm. and he was wonderful at making sure that everyone in the audience realized that you know it's about your people love on your people take care of the people you're serving and they will let other people know about you so it's completely referral based i make terrible jokes that you will never see my face on a shopping cart or a billboard (laughs) anywhere and of all of the accomplishments our team has had i think the fact that we're the number two team at Home Smart, we've received the Five Diamond Award at South Metro Denver, and we've done it all referral and word of mouth. So we've done it all through human service. Not not slick marketing, not salesy salesperson, not grip and grin, but actually showing up for people.
0: That's incredible. And I mean. It's just a testament to how well you connect with people and how much of a uh, advocate you are for them and how well you serve them as to why your business has grown that way organically over the years. And it's something I hear from a lot of top agents um, and, and lenders for that matter that that's, I mean, that's the core of their business. A lot of agents, that's all they do is just love on their people. Like you said, and I think that yeah. the people listening right now, wondering what do I do? It's a little slow right now. Maybe, you know, the market's a little tough, you know, go back and look at those old files. Like you just talked about and relive those stories and reach out to those people. You know, I think that's,
1: and you know, invite people to lunch, let them know you're thinking of them. If someone gets promoted, Mm -hmm. send them a card. If someone has a loss, a pet, a family member, it doesn't hurt to send them a card, send flowers. Like, You know, all of those milestones in their lives are meaningful to me. I mean, I guess part of the blessing of serving the military, quite frankly, is we are a bit of an extended family to each other. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us are nowhere near our nuclear family. So we're in it together and backing each other up. So it's an old style community in a sense that not so many people have the opportunity to enjoy anymore. And I'm thoroughly thankful that it's mine.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. So what other habits over the years have made you successful?
1: So I think honestly, staying on top of what's happening and sharing what's happening. Um, When I am talking and, Benchmarking best practices. So I have a whole lot of designations behind my name, you know, alphabet soup, right? But yeah. I attend the Certified Residential Specialist Conference. I try very hard to attend the Women's Council of Realtors Conference. Mm-hmm. And I take everyone's best practices. So I'm I'm never competing with someone else because the people who want to work with me will find me. I'm always striving to do something better with the team, with how we serve, with how we show up, with what's in our buyer information packet, seller information packet, even the information we pass along along the way. Um, Give you an example. The horrible storms that we had earlier in May, right? I learned that some of my clients were not aware that their insurance companies had a separate deductible for general claims and wind and hail. And I learned it in the worst way possible when one of my clients had to come out of pocket $12,000 for a roof replacement at the time of selling their home. So the next thing I'm doing is I am sharing... On my personal page because it's that important. I'm not usually super salesy on my personal page. I'm sharing on the Amy Z Team page. I'm sharing all over my community, every venue I can get a hold of. Hey, check your deductibles. Hey, it may be worth it to increase your monthly payment to make sure that your roof and wind and hail deductibles are within a comfortable max for you because it's the most common claim in Colorado. You know, so just taking a lesson that one person learned in a very painful way and making sure no one else who works with me has to learn it in that painful way. You know, all of my clients coming in now, my buyers, okay, when you're pricing insurance, pay attention to the deductibles. You know, it's it's on the timeline for what happens when you buy a house about getting insurance quotes. And now there's, you know, an asterisk where we discuss those deductibles. Because if I can save my family's thousands of dollars by being on top of what I do, by God, I'm gonna
0: do it. Yeah. I love that though too, like taking a story that was a difficult one for a family you worked with and, and turning that into a something you can use as a positive to help a lot of other families. That's great. Oh, yeah. And I think bring, yeah. I think bringing things of value to the people you work with is a huge lesson to learn from this conversation too. I mean, just, you know, instead of just calling people randomly, but having something to bring them that really is a value to them and helps them in their life is, is Absolutely.
1: Well, and we do periodic newsletters, just kind of what's happening in the market. We mm-hmm. do um, client appreciation events once or twice a year. We like to get everyone together. Uh, we've done Fall Fest up at Anderson Farms, you know, so we'll rent mm-hmm. the pavilions, we'll have everyone come join us. We have food, we have beverages, and people can go play with their family and then come back and seek shade and have good conversations. We do help sponsor events at Buckley. We're mm-hmm. also big believers a few times a year we stop by to our clients who are local and we give gifts. I mean, during COVID, we did it through the mail, Um, but it's so important to, for everyone we've worked with to, to realize and everyone we ever will work with, they're never a file number, they're never an address, they're never a paycheck, you know, and because of the way that we operate. If I tell someone, I'm here for your greatest good, you know, it, it resonates, I am. And mm-hmm. I'm the agent who has counseled people, this may not be the right time to buy for you. This may not be the right time to sell for you. Have you considered renting mm-hmm. your home out for a couple of years? Have you considered, you know, Making a couple changes and then coming back to buy at a different point because the well being of everyone putting their trust in me is worth so much more than any paycheck I would ever earn.
0: Just... Absolutely. And it comes back to you when you're just honest and straightforward with people and give them yeah. actual valuable mm-hmm. advice.
1: Yeah. Well, instead you've...
0: of just looking at the paycheck.
1: You do the right thing. And I mean, that's the sort of beauty and the bad joke about authenticity, right? If you're authentic, you never have to remember who you said what to because you are coming from the same place every time. And I think with our team, we really don't grow. We're not out for market domination. We want to serve everyone who's chosen to work with us. And we stay a little bit smaller because our heads and our hearts are aligned in the same place. We have the same ethics, bit we have the same values, same yeah. training and knowledge. And that's huge.
0: Absolutely. A, lo- a little bit smaller, just the second biggest team in at HomeSmart.
1: Well, right? <laughs> second in production, but... We're a four person army with a TC. So there's not a lot of us. (laughs) Yeah,
0: What does your team look like?
1: Okay, so we're very much a family-oriented small business. It Mm -hmm. is myself and then Stephanie Bloom, who is an amazing agent that we had the good fortune to get sat next to each other at real estate school. And we became study buddies and originally right out of real estate school, our paths kind of diverged for about a year. And then we reconnected and we were at a point where it made sense. So the OG team was myself, Stephanie Bloom, and then a Navy chief spouse, Norma Fallingstad. We joke that Norma is a team member emeritus, like a professor, right? Um, she actually uh, pcs to Okinawa with her husband, Mike. So she's, I don't think she's holding a Colorado license anymore. But over time, we did add a transaction coordinator, a back office person who mm-hmm. just handles files, file management and compliance. And then... Abby Bloom, Stephanie's daughter, got licensed during COVID, and she joined the team, and she is fantastic. She is an old soul, and she brings a great different perspective. And then Mm -hmm. our part-time member is my husband, Andrew, who retired after 34 years of federal service. So we joke that he's our force multiplier, so he kind of (laughs) fills in different ways. He doesn't necessarily actively handle clients at this time, although that's always subject to change, Um, but he's phenomenal Mm. working open houses, backfilling everything, learning more about all of the facets of our business. But it is literally two families.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sound like truly a family operation.
1: It is, it is.
0: So, so part of why I wanted to have you on around the 4th of July is just to talk about your veteran focus and obviously being, you guys being a military family, that's how you got into that, that segment or that niche. But what has that meant for you as far as from your servant, um, approach and, uh, just serving that population? Tell me more about your, your VA focus.
1: Okay, so I think one of the things that's really important, and I'll say honestly, that when the first time that I attended a CRS conference and you know was talking about needing a military referral partner in another state, and I was my naive bubbly self, right? And I'm like, I love my military families one of the gentlemen roared back, we love military families too, they move every three years. And I was, it made me a little queasy. The reason it made me a little queasy is if they don't have an internal perspective, not everyone has an internal perspective on what it means to get an assignment and have to prepare to completely uproot and relocate. And if the spouse is employed, it often means an end to that particular professional persona for them. Children, uprooting the children, figuring out the pets. So you're not just buying a house, selling a house, right? You've got All the family disruption, all Mm -hmm. of the spouse employment disruption, all those stressors peaking at the exact same time. And I think for our civilian population, that's not something that they would choose to do. And it's something that our military families do if they're officers They're going through this cycle often every two years. Enlisted three to four, RJ. Complete disassembling and reassembling of every facet of your life. I mean, that is one high-stress environment.
0: No kidding. And you've walked that walk. So you can relate like other people can't.
1: Oh, yeah. The career disruption I PCS'd to Korea. With a two-year-old, my husband was oh. already there. Yes. You know, England, you know, figuring out pets, all of the, the... So where I go from there is, I honestly think that it's our mission, our team, to help reduce the stress of PCS for families coming to and from Buckley, and into and out of the Colorado, you know, the Denver metro area, because we have an internal perspective on that frequent relocation, on the different ways stress looks. I mean, I've stored luggage. I've stored a sports car in my garage bay. You know, I have transported pets. I've babysat children. I don't Uh even want to tell you how many people's emergency contact I've been right when they arrive, you know, but Mm -hmm. that's, that's what service is.
0: Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you've gone beyond the, um, the way that veterans serve to into, you know, serving veterans and what you do and, and how you carry yourself in the business. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible thing to see. So I I commend you on that.
1: I think it's a tremendous gift to be able to do what I do. And I tell people all the time, I work for the best people on the planet. We know, we know that they are not paid what their civilian counterparts with the same Mm -hmm. skills have. We know that the frequent relocation creates more financial disruption more stressors, more marital stressors, family stressors and still they show up to serve.
0: Mm-hmm. So I show up to serve them. So you know with with the business being more difficult now and there's been difficult times through the years and I know you're you continue to stay busy. But you've also been through a lot of difficult situations in life and with the families that you serve in your real estate business. And I'm, I'm wondering what kind of advice would you give to other agents on how to get through those difficult times or how do you get through those difficult times?
1: So if, if we're referring to the fact that there is a decrease in buyers, a decrease in listings, increase in the interest rates, all of those mm-hmm. things, I think a lot of it is making sure that buying or selling is the best thing for who you're working with. Okay, let me start back up and say, if you think you need to pay a lot of money to buy leads, please don't. They're cold leads. Go out and volunteer in your community. Do what is a passion for you. Meet people organically, work with people organically. It's free and it is a lifetime, soul affirming way to build a business. Cold calling is not. The second is, think of it in terms of abundance, not scarcity, right? This may not be the year that you do your highest production. But if you've come to the table with all of your knowledge and skills and you've served the people that you're able to serve, that's fantastic. Also, and again, uh, okay, I'm former financial counselor. I'm kind of a thrifty person by nature. Refer to Consumer Reports Best Buy vehicle. So, don't ever count a paycheck before it's received in your account. That's you don't want to, you know, bank on that money and look at how you're spending and what it's giving you back. If there are things you're doing, I mean, so five star professional. I've been a five star professional now for five years. I have purchased little packages with little different things, different years. Mm -hmm. This year, I chose not to put money that way. I am still a Mm five-star professional. I still, you know, I'm entitled to use the logo and what have you. But I didn't spend a lot of money to send magazines or to have someone else build a video for me, you know, I made a few different decisions. Um, I'm not buying new swag items this year. I still have plenty of small swag items and I give them to clients and to people I need and, you know, they're valuable, but is that where you wanna spend your money? And, you know, looking at your lifestyle, you know, maybe this isn't the year that you go to Cancun maybe this isn't the year that you make big purchases. Um, So really look at your business finances, what you're putting into it and where you're actually getting your leads from. Because showing up, showing up in your community, showing up for charities or nonprofits you're passionate about, that's free. That's your time and energy but it's nothing related to your pocketbook. Um, The other thing is, like we had discussed, make sure you're staying in touch with everyone you have worked with. You know, dropping a card. Brian Buffini is a big, big believer that you write two personal notes a day. I confess, I'm a lefty. I have awful handwriting. I do not often write personal notes, and when I do, I'm vaguely embarrassed by my handwriting. Uh-huh. But still, for special events, I'll do it. But if that's something that could come naturally to you, do so, right? Help mm-hmm. celebrate people's triumphs, you know, acknowledge people if they're struggling. If you're thinking about someone because something reminded you, I mean, shredding files. I found a spreadsheet, one of my buyers who is in fact an engineer, uh, had created for his very first house hunt. And I took a picture and I texted it to him and to his spouse. And I was like, Hey, (laughs) remember this, you know, it's just stay connected in a way that feels authentic to you. That's, that's what I would say.
0: I love it. I bet if, um, if you were to look at statistics during, during slower times like this, I bet spending on internet leads and different things like that actually goes up during these times because people are panicking in some cases, or they're, you know, it seems like an easy fix. If I spend X number of dollars, it'll lead. you know, if I just sell one or two houses out of that, that's profitable. Um, and it's, I think it's a trap. Like you're saying, it's, you know, just to do those authentic things is is such a valuable piece of advice.
1: I did Zillow Leads, I think, one of the first years I was licensed and they didn't ever yield anything. And even more, you know, you, you think about, well, Larry Kendall and ninja training, right? You want to work with people who know you, who like you who already trust you Mm -hmm. if they already know you then that's a big part of the battle they know who you are you know who they are and go back to if you show up as your authentic self and you are there to serve i mean know you like you trust you doesn't work if you you know go out with your social circle and dump about every client you've ever served, that may not go quite as well. Right, right.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know, i that's, for for us, that's really where it is. And, you know, how can you help, help people, right? How mm. do you help solve a problem for someone in your neighborhood, someone in your community? I mean, I know a lot of agents who farm a geographic area. And a lot of times... They'll help with holiday events or they'll get HOA permission to rent a shredder and put it in the commons area or a dumpster, a hallway, put it in the commons area Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: leaflet the neighborhood, letting them know they've done it. You know, serve first, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: then ask for business. And I know that's
0: something that great,
1: you've always followed strongly.
0: Yes, absolutely. I was going to say there's a there's a, another agent that I work with in the area that does a trash cleanup in his community, and just another example. And um, he, I mean, sometimes he doesn't get anybody there besides himself, <laughs> but it's well, a great- Well, I mean,
1: you have to make sure you advertise it. If, if well, yeah, you shout into a, a well, well and no one hears you,
0: Right, <laughs> yeah. But a lot of it's just, you know, serving and people know that that's who he is, you yes. know, and it's just, it's just part of his, um, his approach to the business. Kind of like you.
1: Yes. Well, and I think the other really important thing, and we touched on this a little bit consistency, you have to show up consistently. You can't write notes to people for one week and go, Oh. No one gave me a lead. You know, this isn't working. You can't, you know, send a mailer in your neighborhood or deliver flyers or, you know, and think that one time is suddenly going to yield things. Mm -hmm. Like, people need to learn that you're there. And I think the consistency helps with top of mind. So, you know... If again, go back to something you care about, something you're passionate about. One of the things that Stephanie is involved in is trying to limit what's going on, the fracking activity around the Aurora Reservoir. So, you know, she's been active in keeping abreast of what's happening Sharing with the community, you know, so people know that Stephanie is a realtor and she can help them buy or sell a house, but they also know that Stephanie is passionate about making sure families are safe and those property values stay where they should be and that, you know, developers for fracking and what have you aren't allowed to ride roughshod and put those big towers within 200 feet of million-dollar homes.
0: Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's a great example. Yeah. What about the future are you excited about?
1: I am very excited about the future. I think one of the things that we're going to see in the future is a shift in how people need to serve and need to show up. I think that um, agents who do not leverage tech, I think there's a balance. So Mm -hmm. I know agents who use a virtual assistant and everyone who responds, you know, every response on their Facebook page is a carefully crafted from someone in another country, you know, Mm -hmm. I personally do not use virtual assistants and that goes back to the authenticity thing. Yes, I'm sure there are back office things that would be easier. I may do that, but I wouldn't want to do that forward-facing. But things like the chat GPT, the AI, right? Not to do our job for us, but to make us more efficient at it. Mm -hmm. I think that making sure that We have current skills and that we are sharing with our communities, not hoarding. I I think the dragon mindset of I'm the professional, I will sit here on top of my pile of knowledge and you will have none. You must come to me. That's extremely obsolete uh, because Mm -hmm. the Internet, there's so much at your fingertips and... I also think that being willing to really work your client's hours is a key. I think a lot of agents are a little bit part-time or they build some serious fences around their time. I am not saying don't set boundaries. Please do not misunderstand that. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs healthy boundaries. But at the end of the day, anyone in our industry, anyone considering our industry needs to realize that we're going to be called to work when our clients are not. And that is evenings and weekends, and that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is.
0: You know, but there's an advantage to that. Those of the, us that are skiers can hit the powder days on the weekdays. So True story. No.
1: Well... <laughs> And there's an advantage to doing your normal errand running on a Tuesday morning instead of the weekend yeah. with everyone else. You know, there's nothing wrong with date dates with your spouse at a different time. But just knowing that evenings and weekends are going to be when you are the most in, you know, when your clients are the most in need of you because they're not at their jobs they are now free to focus on their lives and and i think you know that's an important thing and everyone has to come to an understanding of how they're going to make that work i think Mm -hmm. one of our benefits as a team and one of the things we do very differently as a team we work with buyers two agents at a time and sellers two agents at a time so that if I'm out of pocket for four hours, Stephanie can chime in faster. Abby can chime in faster. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm out of town, if Stephanie's out of town, Abby's getting ready to get married. She's going to take the honeymoon with her phone off and she should. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of that. But on the client side of the house, they're still getting all their needs met and they know exactly who we both are. It's not like random yeah. showing assistant. You know, it's it's the team of two you've been introduced to and worked with from the get-go. And we mm-hmm. often show houses as a team of two. If you've got a family with small kids, it really helps. If someone can work on entertaining the children and someone else is speaking to the adults, sometimes, you know... Um, One person can be calling and asking questions of another agent while the other one is showing the home and answering our clients' questions. It just allows us to be more responsive and respond more rapidly to everyone's needs when they're in the throes of the house hunt, of thinking about making an offer, Mm -hmm. of considering accepting an offer as a seller, all of those things.
0: Yeah, that's some great advice. I love the the idea of both of you going to the showings. So well, you then can... you
1: both learn who they are. Yeah. And they yeah. know who you are.
0: Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on, Amy. This has been just awesome to get to know you better and to learn some of the things that you're doing and you're you're such an inspiration and how you approach the business is is uh just such a great thing. So, thank you.
1: RJ, it is a true pleasure. And I have always appreciated you and your focus on helping educate clients, helping educate other realtors in our industry. I think that's fabulous. And it was a pleasure. And I'm really excited that this was my first podcast. And hopefully it won't be my last.
0: Yeah, I couldn't tell. You did great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and happy 4th of July, above all. Happy 4th of July. Thank you.
0: And happy 4th to everyone out there listening. And if you find this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends. And that's how the word gets out about it. So we definitely appreciate that. And thanks again, Amy, for being on the show. Once again, my name is RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. And uh, hope you guys all have a great and safe 4th of July.
1: Take care, RJ.